minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
JM and the AM. The ever-growing, ever-expanding, ever-influential JM and the AM. Thursday morning broadcast at night at uh, what are we? Six thirty in the morning here on a on a Thursday. Uh, welcome to a uh, an amazing presentation of music, community information, conversation, and so much more. It's Makor Chaim. Uh, the name of the album, Omek Hadavra, with the bridge. Anna Banecha, that's uh, Anu Banecha, rather, from Ohad. Perfect song for this time of year as we get closer and closer to the high holidays. Va'ata Maram with Simcha Liner, Mordechai Shapiro's Schar Mitzvah. Itcha Ani, done by Avremel, Shalshelas with Yaf Yafisa, and of course, Regesh. Moda Ani opening things up. And we say good morning. 68 degrees outside with 64% humidity. Winds east at 4, sunshine and a high of 84. Mostly clear tonight, low 64, and tomorrow... Sunny weather, a high of 88. Yerushalayim is at 79. We're at 68 here in Jersey City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. Many of you, of course, have started the transition to our NSN app and to a listening on the phone line and on your iPad and on your web radios and all the different platforms as um, the Nahum Siegel Network will be the exclusive home of JM in the AM coming up after the next couple of months. And today is the perfect day to uh, outline for you why it is um, so vital and really so enriching if you go ahead and uh, become part of our 24-hour experience. That's what we're hoping, of course, that more and more people continue, and we're confident, not just hoping, that more and more people are going to be part of our 24-hour experience. And uh, today, uh, we leave the air at 9 a.m. Charlie Harari takes over. Michael Fragan in this election season with spin class after that. Allison Joseph with one of her interesting interviews after that. Miriam L. Wallach. And today we get an opportunity, and I should say thank you to Miriam. Uh, she's giving me the opportunity to expand more on the entire concept of uh, NSN being the exclusive home of JM and the AM. We'll do that during the That's Life program today. And then at 11 o'clock during the live lunch, if you have questions via telephone, via email, via app comment, or any other method about the switch, about the uh, adjustment, about the growth, about the future, we'll be taking those uh, in our New York City studio during, our, during today's live lunch. Throwback Thursday will likely end the drop early because once the Prime Minister of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu, takes the podium at the United Nations, we are going to be listening to the speech together and giving our impressions on the Nahum Siegel Network of the uh, presentation of the Prime Minister. He's officially scheduled for 3.30 Eastern Time. So we will try to begin our coverage sometime after 3. See, another another um, advantage of, uh, of, of our future is all the great flexibility we have. And we'll uh, be there until the conclusion of the speech, until the conclusion of our comments. So it's a big day, a Thursday for us at JM in the AM, and of course on the uh, NSN app and uh, in general at the website at NahumSiegel.com. So uh, we ask all of you, as we uh, get used to the get used to the news and get ready for the future, uh, we ask all of you to uh, join in and be part of our incredible 24-hour experience. Great show today. David Lowy is going to be joining us, talk about his brand-new music. Uh, we'll also check in with Cantor Benny. He'll tell us if there are any seats left for Saturday night. Uh, and Cantor Helfgott's Slichus. Uh, Ari Wasserman, who wrote the book Making It Work, A Practical Guide to Halacha in the Workplace, is going to be joining us. And much, much more coming up. It is a Thursday, and I thank you for tuning in to JM in the AM as we continue on this Thursday morning. And again, those of you out there 
who have any questions regarding uh, the news of the week and the big switch and uh, expansion that is going on, uh, we ask you that you uh, uh, you email us, be in touch with us, uh, Facebook message us. There's so many <laughs> methods these days to be in touch. So we ask you to be in touch. We'll try to address all of these in due time uh, for all of our listeners, and we thank you. 25 minutes before 7 o'clock. More coming up. Thanks for tuning in to JM in the AM.
כן על ארץ ישראל, ביד רמה נפתיע לירושלים. כף על כף על כף נריה עד יבוא גואל, בסוף ירד מקדש מהשמיים. כף על כף על כף חזק נשמור על שערייך, לעולם לא נוותר, לא נוותר עלייך. כף על כף על כף נזעק, נצעק ונתפלל, רק נישא עיניים, נמחה יחדת שייבנה מהר כבר בימינו. קדוש ההר והמקדש ממנו נתפלל, נזקף הוא המקום ירושלים. מחוף אל חוף נפליג אלה הפיץ ועבר, ובהר נובע מעיין המים. צופה אל המרחק שואל מתי יבוא עיניים נמחה יחדיו כפיים
KIV done by the Waterbury Yeshiva group. Lipa had Kaf al Kaf. You heard Avremel, Kacha Shalioff, keep climbing. Moshe Hech would inspire me. Isaac B. Tones, Iman Anili Mili. And before that, the Solomon Brothers with their version of Iman Anili Mili. A minute before 7 o'clock, excuse me, a minute before 7 o'clock Thursday on this September 22nd, the 19th of Elul. Slichus is coming early Sunday morning, late Saturday night, early Sunday morning for the Ashkenazi community. 68 degrees, sunshine, and a high temperature of 84. Tomorrow, era of Shabbos. We will do the weekly update tomorrow. And don't forget our plan, as usual, when there's a major speech in this country by Prime Minister Netanyahu, our plan is to be live on our stream at jmnam.org, on the Nahum Siegel Network, on the NSN app, looking at your comments, etc., as we listen together to the speech, which is scheduled for 3.30 this afternoon. And we will have our comments afterwards, and we invite you to participate again by uh, app um, comments and by um, email, etc., etc. So that's our plan. The day uh, is already in full swing, obviously, with this edition of JM and the AM. It continues at 9 a.m. with Charlie Harari at 9.30 with Michael Fragan, and the latest on the political scene as this campaign season finally really heats up. <laughs> 10 o'clock for Allison Josephs and Jew in the City. Miriam L. Wallach with That's Life, and we'll have an opportunity during that program to speak more about the transition that's taking place and how we at JMNAM will be the exclusive presentation of the Nahum Siegel Network very, very soon. And then during the live lunch, your questions <coughs> about the entire transition, we will take them uh, till you have no more. How do you like that? Um, and again, that's during our live lunch today. So a big, big schedule. Stay with us all through the day and uh, enjoy our great programming. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM Dial Broadcasting Live. The Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmnam.org, and of course on the NSN app. You can comment on the app at any time. Galitzal in the background. News from Israel is next. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Thursday follows next. We say Boker Toe from Jam and the Amp.
גלי צה"ל, השעה שתיים, כאן שיבל כרמי מנסור עם מה שקורה עכשיו. יועצת לבית הדין האירופי מציעה להסיר את חמאס מרשימת ארגוני הטרור של האיחוד. כתבתנו קרן בן מרדכי. היועצת טוענת שהממשלות החברות באיחוד לא הצליחו להשיג ראיות מספיקות על מנת להוכיח שאנשי חמאס היו שותפים לפיגועי טרור. עם זאת, יש להדגיש כי חוות הדעת של היועצת אינה מחייבת את השופטים בבית הדין האירופי. גבר נוסף מהפזורה הבדואית נמצא כבול בשרשראות בעיירה חורה. אחיו עוכב לחקירה, מדווח כתבנו רמי שני. תושב חורה בן 34 נכבל בידי בני משפחתו לעמוד. הוא התגלה היום לעיני פקידת צעד שהגיע אליו לביקור שגרתי. הפקידה דיווחה על כך למשטרה שהגיעה במהירות ושחררה אותו לטיפול רפואי. אחיו של האיש עוכב לחקירה. יצוין כי כמו במקרה הקודם שאירע השבוע, גם אדם זה מוגדר כבעל הפרעות אישיות, וכך התברר גם במקרים דומים בהם נמצאו אנשים כשהם כבולים למקומות שונים. מבקר המדינה יוסף שפירא טוען שבשנים האחרונות גברו תופעות של גזענות ושנאה בחברה הישראלית. כתבנו מיכאל האוזר טוב שמע אותו. אנו חווים בתקופה האחרונה תופעות קשות של שנאה, גזענות וחוסר סובלנות. שוליים קיצוניים, או כפי שנוח לכנותם קומץ, מרימים את ראשם כשהרשתות החברתיות מהוות כר פורה להפצת שנאת האחר. היום צפוי להתפרסם דוח מבקר המדינה על הטיפול בגזענות במערכת החינוך. חבר הכנסת בצלאל סמוטריץ' מהבית היהודי תקף את המבקר בתגובה וצייץ בטוויטר לא ידעתי שתפקידו של מבקר המדינה הוא לבקר את העם, זהו חלק ממגמת האקטיביזם השיפוטי המסוכנת. המשטרה עצרה תושב קדימה בחשד שגייס במרמה מיליוני שקלים ממשקיעים עבור התקדמות מזויפת בפיתוח אפליקציה יישומון חברתי. כתבתנו הדס שטייף. הוא חשוד שגייס מיליוני שקלים באמצעות מצגי שווא שלכאורה מצביעים על התקדמות בפיתוח אפליקציה חברתית. זאת תוך שהוא מזייף נתונים שהציג בפני המשקיעים בכל הנוגע לכמות ההורדות של האפליקציה לכאורה. בנוסף הוא התחזה לאיש יחסי ציבור שנשכר בידי המשקיעים לייצג את האפליקציה. זאת תמורת סכומי כסף גדולים. בשעה זאת מובא החשוד בזיוף הקבלת דבר במרמה להארכת מעצרו. גיא לוזון, מאמנה הטרי של הפועל תל אביב בכדורגל, ערך מסיבת עיתונאים ראשונה בתפקיד לקראת הדרבי התל אביבי ביום ראשון. כתבנו נתנאל דרשן שמע את אלי גוטמן, שעבר לתפקיד המנהל המקצועי, מקבל את פניו של לוזון. ראשית האתגר היה גדול, דווקא אחרי מה שהיה בקדנציה הקודמת, לבוא ולהביא תוצאות חיוביות, ו... ויש עבודה. הבאתי את המאמן הכי טוב שיכולתי להביא, ואני נותן לו את התפקיד. לעשות את העבודה שלו שהוא יודע לעשות, הוכיח על המגרש. הפועל תל אביב צריכה ניהול מקצועי. מזג האוויר, התקררות ניכרת. מחר צפוי גשם. אלה החדשות שעורך ישי שנרב.
very narrow bridge, a very narrow bridge, a very narrow bridge, yeah, the whole wide world is like a very
J.M. in the A.M., Baruch Levine and company off of uh, Bunim at 10. Before that eighth day live, you heard Oad with Call Outside the Kim and Yummy Lowy opened up the hour here at J.M. in the A.M. Thursday morning at 21 minutes after 7 o'clock, sunshine and a high temperature of 84. Thanks so much for tuning in. Big day on our stream all day long at jmnam.org. Yet another uh, reason why you should uh, go ahead and uh, make sure... 
that you could tune in 24 hours a day once we make the big switch here at JM in the AM. And there's so many methods, so many incredible ways to tune in. This radio show is going to be bigger and better than ever, and very possibly longer. We are uh, toying with some of the ideas that are going to immediately boost the reputation of this great radio show, which already has a sterling one, I'm proud to say. And uh, one of the things we are toying with is actually going past 9 a.m. Eastern Time and giving you more quality programming um, in the early morning hours. Our amazing quality programming continues all through the day at jmnam.org and on the NSN app. Today's the perfect day to spend with us, and let me explain why. First of all, Thursday means that we have some of our wonderful hosts ready to uh, do some great shows, including Charlie Harari with Unlocking Greatness. Today he takes an in-depth look at structure, habits, and real change. Spin Class at 9.30 with Michael Fragan on the latest political news. 10 a.m. with Allison Josephs. Today, Jew in the City Speaks speaks with Lipa. Lipa is Allison Josephs' guest at 10 o'clock today here on the uh, NSN app and at uh, NahumSiegel.com. Lipa is her guest. That's Life. Miriam Al-Wallach features great folks each week. Today, um, we're going to be speaking about the big announcement and talking about the transition and ideas and things that will be happening over the next couple of months before JM and the AM becomes the exclusive, um, the exclusive presentation of the Nahum Siegel Network. Thursday's live lunch at 11 o'clock will take your comments and questions regarding the move. Uh, now's a good time to start asking, so you make sure to be able to be tuned in once we make the big switch. And uh, this show starts its uh, its next stage. Uh, throwback Thursday will begin at 1 o'clock, and then whenever Prime Minister Netanyahu actually takes the stage, takes the podium at the United Nations, we are planning on breaking in. Uh, listening to it with everybody in our audience and then commenting on his speech. So uh, that's supposed to be about 3.30 Eastern Time at the United Nations. So that is our intention, and uh, we are looking forward to presenting that. We try to do, Every time he has a major speech in the United States, Congress, UN, etc., we try to do that, listen to it together, give some commentary, and uh, do what we really like to do, which is uh, uh, rank the best lines of the speech. <laughs> what were the best references or uh, analyses that he gave in short form uh, during this speech. That's all coming up later today, and I hope you'll join us and be part of the experience 24 hours a day at uh, jmandtheam.org. The great Shlomo Kalbach is next. You're listening to JM in the AM.
Lamana Chai from Yitzi Spinner. Shlomo Kalbach before that. Less than 12 hours away from Team Israel taking the field. I don't even know who the home team is. How did they decide who the home team is tonight? It's a good question. Did they flip a coin? What happens? How did they decide? That's a question I should have asked Steve Cohen yesterday, how they determined who the home team is for the World Baseball Classic. Anyway, it's tonight, everybody. I hope to see you there. 7 p.m. at MCU Park. Bring your Israeli flags. If you don't have tickets yet, there should be tickets available online at brooklyncyclones.com and to come cheer on Team Israel against Great Britain, World Baseball Classic. Uh, they're scheduled to play again tomorrow at noon, and then they are scheduled, hopefully, for the championship game Sunday night at 6 p.m. So bring those Israeli flags and get ready to uh, enjoy a unique baseball. As much as we've enjoyed baseball experiences, everybody out there, this is certainly a unique one, to say the least. <laughs> Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We learned that Tshuva Tfila Utstaka, repentance, prayer, and charity, Mavirin Esroya Hagazera, has the ability to change even a decree that is negative. Tfila Utstaka can exist simultaneously with Chet, with sin, but Tshuva erases the sin. If there is no sin, there is no punishment. So why does it say Mavirin? that Hashem passes over. Why not mevatlin, that it is completely annulled? The Medrash relates that Nebuchadnezzar once dreamed a very terrifying dream that was interpreted by Daniel. Daniel told Nebuchadnezzar that he would be exiled to the forest and he would look like one of the wild animals of the field. He would eat the grass, his hair and his nails would grow long until he would realize that Hashem rules the world, then he would be returned to his kingdom. Daniel gave Nebuchadnezzar an Eitzah to be mevatel de gezera, to annul the decree by simply giving tzedakah charity. Nebuchadnezzar then opened his storehouses to the poor people. However, about a year later, he became too comfortable and he instructed that all the storehouses should now be closed. At that moment, he lost his mind. He was banished to the forest. It was seven years before he raised his eyes towards heaven and acknowledged that Hashem is the ruler of the world. At that time, he was returned to his kingdom. The Chavaz Chaim gives a mushal of a running river dividing two parcels of land which can't be crossed. It cuts off communication between two people. In order to establish communication, they either have to create a riverbed in between or build a bridge across the river. It's certainly easier to build the bridge. However, if the bridge breaks, the person will fall back into the water and drown. That's the difference between tshuva and tzedakah. Tzedakah builds a bridge. However, tshuva dries up the Avera. When Nebuchadnezzar opened his storehouses, he held back the Gezerah. But the moment he closed them, the bridge broke and he fell back into the water. The Gezerah was still intact. This is what tshuva means. Even if it's the beginning of tshuva, then tefillin stoka will be ma'avir. 
even though it's not yet mevatel, it doesn't annul the sin completely, the person will continue on the road. They will reach tshuva shlema, complete repentance, and then be given a life filled with blessing and success. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. Sofa blowing here at JM and the M every Sunday through Friday during Elul, except for Erev Rosh Hashanah. The chauffeur is blown as we get closer and closer to the brand new year, which begins a week from Sunday night, believe it or not. Wow, unbelievable. 7.33, 28 minutes, 27 minutes before 8 o'clock on this um, uh, Thursday morning broadcast, all day long on the stream at jmtheam.org and on the NSN app. You can comment on our app, don't forget. And um, you can do that all through the day. We are planning... Oh, Michael Rollhouse, and Michael, thank you. Michael's been an amazing supporter of Team Israel for God knows how long and has been involved with Israel baseball and uh, is a big Yankee fan, I'll add, as well. Uh, he just indicated on our app that, in fact, Israel's the home team. Tonight. I don't know how they determined that. Is it based on the number of fans who are going to be in the stands? Because Israel will have more than Great Britain, maybe. But uh, Israel, according to Michael, is, in fact, the home team tonight, so... They will be taking the field first, and we'll be ready to uh, to greet them and to uh, and to root on Team Israel. JM and the AM on this Thursday morning. Ari Wasserman is with us live via telephone. He is the author of a book entitled "Making It Work: A Practical Guide to Halacha in the Workplace." Ari Wasserman and I are two of those people that um, that would uh, hesitate to let everybody know just how long we know each other. Ari Wasserman, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you so much. It's been <laughs> over 30 years, let's say that. It certainly is over 30 years. Unbelievable. Making it work, a practical guide to halacha in the workplace. Why did you write the book? Very good question. I think I'd say it was uh, inspired when I started working back in the early 90s. That I, When I got out in the secular workplace, I was encountering let's say, challenges or questions as it relates to being from in a secular workplace. And I'll give just a, maybe a few quick examples. When I was summering at a law firm in Century City located in Los Angeles, the summer went easily. I was taken out by a number of uh, partners to uh, kosher restaurants. But at the end of the summer, there was a required lunch for all the summer associates, and it was at a Trafe restaurant. Uh, it happened to be a trafe restaurant, not only a regular trafe restaurant, but a seafood restaurant located on Pico Boulevard, right across the street from the Young Israel of Century City. <laughs> oh, my God. And, uh, yeah, and it, not, it was much worse than that, even. The entire front was glass, so people on the street, including the rabbi walking by from the Young Israel, could easily see right in. And there's actually a fish tank in the, in the window that you could choose your lobster from. <laughs> so I had a, a question of... Going into Trafe Restaurant, obviously I wasn't going to eat anything, but it's a Morris Ayan question. So that was even very early in my career. That that was a question that came up. I was then uh, I was on campus interviewing during my second year of law school, and a partner at a very prestigious New York law firm uh, they accepted me as a for a first round interview. It was supposed to last twenty minutes. They had seen my resume and my grades, so that means you passed the test. They just want to meet you. And uh, 
the interview lasted an entire five minutes, and he spoke to my kippa, the, my yarmulke, the whole time, and did not make eye contact. And he basically dismissed me after five minutes. Obviously, the yarmulke was an issue. So that raises the question, do I have to wear a yarmulke in the workplace? And just a, just a third example of, uh, of the things that uh, I encountered, and basically everyone in the secular workplace encounters, I ordered when I was uh, working at 125 Broad Street in Manhattan uh, from a, a midtown uh, kosher restaurant. They were always careful about double-sealing the meat uh, that was delivered. And one time it took two hours to arrive, it usually took 45 minutes, and uh, it came unsealed. And I had the question then, was I allowed to eat it? Because as we know, just like an airplane food or airplane meal, you have to have it double steeled or you're not allowed to have it. So I, there I was sitting at work, 9 o'clock at night, starving, halishing, and I have this food sitting right in front of me. And I had the question, or am I allowed to eat it? So lots of issues came up. When I, when I moved out to Los Angeles, I started giving a sheer on, on some of these topics, and then when I moved on to Israel about uh, eight years ago, Aisha Torah and then Or Sameach asked that I give a shir on workplace halacha. They actually asked for a shir on Choshen Mishpat, and I said Choshen Mishpat, ironically, is not workplace halacha. There are a lot of other topics and issues that are brought in uh, Orachayim and Yeradea and Eben Ezra, not in Choshen Mishpat. Choshen Mishpat is business halacha. Well, I would say Choshen Mishpat is work halacha, not workplace halacha. Workplace, yeah, it's right. work, it's business, right. usury issues. But all the bread and butter topics that we really experience, so Gneva Stas in interviewing and Marasayan and all these issues, um, those, well, some of those are in Choshen Mishpat, but basically a third of the topics in, the, in the making a work are Choshen Mishpat, the rest are non-Choshen Mishpat topics. So, so that I think that, that I saw when I was out there in, in the workplace that there was really nothing for people who, and that's most people working in the secular workplace, there was nothing to act as a guide for the real right. difficult issues that come up. Ari Wasserman's with us, Making It Work, a Practical Guide to Halacha in the Workplace. The, 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 I, I, I should point out, especially because of, of, of the way this conversation started, that the, there is a lot of positive aspect uh, to to what you published, meaning that uh, you do have chapters about Kiddush Hashem, wearing a kippah in the workplace, honesty and in interviewing. And what I mean by positive is that you know the, these topics or these areas of life give all of us, men and women, an opportunity to to really make a good name for ourselves and for our people. And that shouldn't be lost in everybody. Yes, you know the the question of whether to eat this this meal that's unsealed, obviously a very important halachic question. But I don't want to paint the picture that it's all you know negative opportunities, so to speak, or trying to recover from negative experiences. There's a lot of positive possibilities in the workplace. That's a, that's 100% correct. It's called surviving and thriving in the workplace. Um, it starts out, the first chapter is making a Kiddush Hashem in the workplace, and uh, that's obviously what we're out there to do. I'll tell you a quick, question, uh, quick story about Rav Palm. Rav Palm was asked by the son of a former student of his, um, he was about to go work in Manhattan, and the student said, if I have to take my yarmulke off for the job, can I take the job? Rav Palm says, absolutely not. The yarmulke should stay on. If it's a requirement that you take it off, don't take the job. But there are three requirements to take the job. He said, number one, that you have to be the hardest worker in the office. Number two, you have to be the most honest in the office, and you have to be the most pleasant person around. You have to be greeting people. So there's a tremendous opportunity to make a Kiddush Hashem out there, and that's ultimately what we're there to do. And of course, we're there to make a salary, but uh, right. we have to make a Kiddush Hashem all the time. Uh, and you actually wrote a book about covering one's head in the workplace? Or? Yeah. Yeah, I actually, well, the... the, the um, 
I, I put out a two-volume work. It's about 1,500 pages on head coverings uh, for men, not for women, for men, uh, yarmulkes, hats, the history. Is it a obligation? Is it a midas hasidus? Uh, it covers uh, going to the swimming pool. I actually had a, a, an interesting question uh, the other day. Somebody emailed me um, that uh, somebody, his wife, he's not able to exercise because of his knees other than swimming, and his wife bought him an, a waterproof iPod. Does he have to wear a yarmulke? to listen to Shiurim while swimming. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, the reason I point that out about you know your expertise in that area is because you, I don't want the story about Rav Palm to scare anybody, meaning that obviously there are people in, 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 in a variety of situations in the workplace and they should certainly consult with their, with their own rabbi to determine what they should or should not do in terms of daily practice, correct? I mean, I just... A- absolutely I don't want correct. to be scared There's off that... Chapter in work- Right. There's a whole chapter in where, making a work on wearing yarmulkes, and Rav Moshe Feinstein uh, was actually lenient um, in certain circumstances. So there are times that there are heterim for it. Uh, I think people may invoke it a little bit too much, but uh, definitely a shayla has to be asked. Uh, you cover items like uh, davening and learning, making time for Torah study, uh, making time to daven mincha during the day, and I assume you mean not just uh, by oneself, but ideally with a minion. You talk about davening with a minion in general, a topic that is always a big topic uh, uh, in this building, because people know how when I was saying Kaddish, I was scrambling to actually get to a minion for Shachris because of my uh, interesting uh, uh, schedule in this line of work. Uh, I, I would I would guess that uh, again there are just uh, there are so many guidelines and and different twists and turns that these questions can take. There's, there, there's no I would assume there's no clear answer because of all the different circumstances that people out there can be in. That's 100% correct, because you actually have two questions when it comes to davening with a minion. Am I obligated to, to go? How far do I have to travel? But on the, on the flip side, if I'm on salary, am I prohibited to go because Ooh. I may be stealing from my employer? Then? Good point. Mincha during lunchtime, possibly, right? During lunchtime, a break. But I will yeah. say, one thing I miss, miss greatly from working in New York, I was at 250 Park, two blocks up in the stairwell, Minyanim, and then when I was down in, uh, on the lower, east side, uh, the lower Manhattan, uh, the, uh, on Water Street, there was, uh, in a basement, there was two minchas and a mariv and a dafiyomi, <laughs> and the Aguda has out, uh, that used to be a booklet, now I think it's online. Every mincha in town, it's tremendous, tremendous Kiddush Hashem going out when people are able to, to make minyan on the job. And now because you're in Yerushalayim, you get to only do it in conventional shul, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I miss those stairwells. <laughs> right, exactly. That, that's what you're pining for, the good old days. Now, now, you actually, now you actually go to a shul with an iron kodesh and have, and have as proper a mincha as could be. Uh, Ari, Ari Wasserman is with us, Making It Work is the name of the book, A Practical Guide to Halacha in the Workplace, Surviving and Thriving at Work, Halacha Musr, Hashkafa, and true stories like some of the ones you've told about your experience already uh, this morning. Uh, on the honesty, uh, you know, many people joke about uh, about office supplies and, you know, should they, should they or can they be taken from work and expense accounts and how they are used. I would assume, just uh, b- based on, the, uh, on our conversation so far this morning, that, that you are encouraging people to be meticulous when it comes to those things. Yeah, it really depends. Uh, a lot of this is like uh, based on what the Minaga Medina is. And the Minaga Medina that's brought in the Gemara is actually defined as an industry standard. So every industry actually may have its own, uh, its own 
details as to when is it permissible and when is it not permissible. I, I will tell typically people do uh, err on taking too much. I was working at a company in Los Angeles, a marketing company, and in 2004 we were having a difficult time financially, so we look at, looked at the P&L, profit and loss statement, seeing where was all the money going. And we saw that uh, 150 people, 100 of them were in the call center, so 50 in the corporate side, and $250,000 were going to office supplies. And we said, that sounds a little bit high for office supplies, not a large company. And we realized that uh, we knew. But uh, the, the, uh, the cabinet with office supplies was located in the open kitchen for all employees, and it was not locked. So we made a simple change, not putting a lock on it. We actually moved the supply cabinet, left it unlocked still, but we moved it into the COO's office, the chief operating officer's office. And anytime people needed to take office supplies, they knew they would be watched. But it was unlocked. Right. And uh, the cost was cut in half immediately. Wow. <laughs> Go figure. Good adjustment. And actually, it helps people It helps people deal with the office supply issue in a better fashion, so, sort of a trust but verify fashion. Yes, so pe- absolutely. You know, people end up uh, you know, going into the closet much less often, I would suspect. Um, yeah, taking less. Yeah, exactly. Um, and speaking of Dina Damalhusa, Dina, you do address in the book uh, financial obligations to the government. Uh, I, I would again assume you encourage people to deal with their uh, personal and business taxes in a responsible manner. Absolutely, Rav Schwab. Uh, there's stories about Rav Schwab. He was actually audited, and I bring this in the book. And the IRS agent couldn't believe he was audited because he he didn't earn much, but he gave so much tzedakah out of what he was earned, out of what he was uh, taking in. And the IRS agent went through in detail everything. And afterward, the IRS agent wrote him a letter how strict Rav Schwab was that he has renewed his belief in humanity because of how strict he was about keeping all of his records and giving such charity on such a low salary. So uh, there, there are a lot of questions that do come up, and uh, I go into detail in the book on it, but uh, we have to make a Kiddush Hashem, and unfortunately there have been a lot of issues in Klal Yisrael that had we been stricter about uh, keeping these uh, halachas, uh, they wouldn't have occurred. So uh, definitely an important day. What's an interesting point, I um, they also have up a website called workplacehalacha.com, and I'm able to go, it has all the shirim, it has English articles, Hebrew Makoras on it also. I'm able to go and look on Google Analytics to see which are the most uh, used um, topics. And it turns out that the top three topics, number three is taxes, paying your taxes in Dina de Machusadina, which is what you just asked on. Number one is the Marasayan question, business meetings in non-kosher restaurants. And number two is actually shaking hands with the opposite gender. Ah. So, uh, Dean... Taxes is a big one. Taxes, Dina Mahusadina, right. it's listed as number three on, on the website. Interesting. All right, and speaking of which, shaking hands, etc., the whole social aspect of work, especially these days, a, you, know, you, you talk about holiday parties, non-Jewish social gatherings, even giving holiday gifts, and you talk about issues of yichud and shaking hands, etc. Uh, I, I would guess, uh, again, that this is, I mean, uh, a... You know, a a variety of different situations. I mean, at this point, people who are not in a regular workplace, those who have the opportunity to spend their day in in uh, in um, Jewish environments, let's put it that way, whether it be, uh, you know, uh, schools and synagogues or kollels or, you know, companies that, you know, traditionally are, are Jewish and, uh, and, and, and run by people who understand all the restrictions and all the, all the customs and all the, you know, h- habitual things that we do and don't do. For those who are not 
in that arena, life could be very challenging and difficult in the workplace. And very often, those in the first category don't realize how difficult it can be. Um, yeah. So, I, again, if, if, if people want to explore this, these are some of the topics you discuss, and I, I would guess you have stories from, uh, from that uh, area of life as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll, so, so a lot of stories are included in it to illustrate the points. But as, as you mentioned before, this is an important point of the book is there are challenges, but there are solutions. And right. that's what the book is about. It's not about problems. It's, a, it's about uh, surviving and really thriving in a secular workplace. Wow, unbelievable. And everybody has an opportunity to really uh, make their mark in a positive manner in this type of situation, or really any type of situation, obviously. But when it comes to the workplace, it's somewhere where you are every single day, and you know people get to know you, and uh, and they'll get to know if you, you know the sincerity behind what you do. And uh, I would hope that everybody would use the opportunity to really help bridge, um, uh, you know, bridge the differences and be friendly and pleasant, and at the same time, you know, maintain the holiness that we are known for. Agree, agree. So there you have it. Making it work. Ari Wasserman's new book is entitled Making It Work, A Practical Guide to Halacha in the Workplace, Surviving and Thriving at Work, Halacha, Musr, Hashkafa, and True Stories. And I'm told, you, we mentioned the book about the, the kippah, about the yarmulke, uh, but I'm told you have others as well out there. Yeah, Baruch Hashem, I just finished a five-volume set called Hegyoneya Parsha. It's also distributed by Feldheim, so it's making it work by Feldheim. And it's uh, actual topics. Tvarim just came out a couple months ago. The actual topics, uh, not uh, some workplace, but it's not It's not based on the workplace. like uh, eating in the street. The Gemara says it's Pasal so what does that mean, eating in the street? Um, so that's uh, one of the topics. And uh um, can you steal somebody's date? It's, uh, there's an issue of stealing somebody's transaction. So if somebody's dating somebody, can uh, somebody else, a shabchan, intervene and, and steal that date? Um, can you put out a candle with your mouth, for example, of Zala, where no hate to not do that? A lot of uh, interesting, relevant halacha uh, lemaisa topics. That one is in Hebrew. The Haginah Parsh is in Hebrew, and the uh, head coverings, Otsar Hakipa, is in Hebrew, but uh, Making It Work is in English. Um, first, first English book out that I've put out. Unbelievable. Ari Wasserman, thank you so much for joining us. Good luck with the book. I assume it's available everywhere. You said Feldheim distributes it. I assume people can get it uh, through them and uh, and these days. You know. At your local bo- bookstores and the profits go to, to, to Tzedakah, so it's, uh, it's a double mitzvah. There you go. Great speaking with you. Continued good luck and uh, best regards to everybody in Jerusalem. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Have a good job. Ari Wasserman, Making It Work. He live from Yerushalayim. Yeah, a lot of topics. A lot of topics he went through just now. And a lot of questions. A lot of things I never even thought of, frankly. Uh, Thursday morning broadcast. Plenty more coming up at 9 minutes before 8 o'clock. You are listening to JM in the AM.
Two minutes after 8 o'clock, it's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting live in the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org, and of course on the uh, NSN app. We have an amazing day on the stream all day long at jmtheam.org and on the NSN app. NahumSiegel.com, please, please, if, you, if you're going to choose a day to start getting into our new arrangement, our new format, our new future, today is the day. 
Uh, Charlie Harari, right after JM in the AM. He'll be on with uh, Unlocking Greatness on the topic of structure, habits, and real change. Spin class, Michael Fragan at 9.30 with the latest political news in this heated campaign season. Allison Josephs, Jew in the City, speaks at 10 a.m. this morning. She speaks with Lipa. Lipa is her guest. That is going to be a fascinating conversation. That's Life with Miriam L. Wallach. We get an opportunity today to discuss the big JM and the AM announcement and the, um, and the uh, future the very bright international future of JM and the AM. Uh, Thursday's live lunch, we will um, uh, take your questions via app, via email, via telephone about the change. Anything you would like to discuss, here's your opportunity, 11 a.m. today in our New York City studio. And at about 3.30, we're going to break into our stream. At about 3.30, we're going to break in live, maybe even a drop earlier, as Prime Minister Netanyahu is scheduled to speak at the United Nations. Join us. While everyone does analysis, our analysis basically is describing which of the lines that BB had are the best lines of the speech. That's basically our analysis. And it's cool and it's fun and it's uh, inspiring because, hey, <clears throat> we're listening to it together, uh, all the listeners and us, in a, um, in a great community atmosphere where uh, most of us are uh, like-minded when it comes to Israel. So... Take the opportunity and tune in, and we'll break in in the 3 o'clock hour, as long as the speech is uh, still scheduled to be uh, at that time. 68 degrees, sunshine, and a high temperature of 84. Plenty more coming up. You are listening to JM and the AM. David Lowy this hour with a brand new album and plenty more. Make sure to keep it right here at JM and the AM.
Love that one from 8th Day, Jerusalem Stone, 16 minutes after 8 o'clock. Speaking of Jerusalem, by the way, before that Yaakov Shweki, before that Mordechai Shapiro, speaking of Jerusalem, I remind you that the big Israel real estate show is this weekend. That's right. 
The Big Israel Real Estate Show happens this weekend. It's an opportunity to really connect with the Holy Land, explore the uh, real estate exhibition in New York, and uh, the future of investing in Israeli property. Uh, it happens um, this coming Sunday, 11 a.m. until 7 p.m. at the Grand Hyatt, 109 East 42nd Street in New York City. That's at Park Avenue at the Grand Central Terminal. Again, the Israel Real Estate Exhibition in New York is this coming Sunday, 11 until 7 at the Grand Hyatt in New York. Information, you can contact them at 718-338-6537. Again, 718-338-6537. 1 a, it says 1 a.m. I think they, 11 a.m. rather, I'm sorry. 11 a.m. until 7 p.m. at the Grand Hyatt in New York City. 11 a.m. until 7 p.m. this coming Sunday. Check it out. And a special shout-out and uh, dedication this morning to our friends at Traveler's Choice, Yassi and Devora and the entire staff at Traveler's Choice, not just for being there for our Wednesday music mix each week, but for their amazing service uh, for our staff. So a big thank you and uh, shout-out to Yassi and Devora and everybody at Traveler's Choice this morning here at JM in the AM. Cantor Benny is with us live via telephone. Cantor Benny Rogoznitsky is the person to ask if there is still a seat available at Slichus this coming Saturday night with the great Chief Cantor, Yitzchak Mayor Health God at Parky Synagogue, Cantor Benny, Shana Tovat to you, and welcome back to JM in the AM. Shana Tovat to you and to all the listeners. Thank you for having me. A uh, pleasure. How many seats remain for this coming Saturday night? So I'm very happy to report that we're about 50 seats left at this point. That's it. That's it. The house will be full, and if you're planning to come on Monday Shabbos, I strongly urge you to go online today and make reservations in advance. Why is it that this Slicha service, which starts with the State of the World Jury Address for Reich Schneier, why is it, Cantor Benny, that this Slicha service is so popular? So, you know, it's a good question. I think part of it is, obviously, the fame of our Chief Chazen, Yitzhak Mayor Helfgott, which uh, who really needs no introduction. Right. But the thing is that a lot of people follow him and love him, but don't get a chance to come on Shabbos to hear him either here or in Israel where he performs. Right. This is a unique opportunity to hear a real davening and yet be able to travel and come after Shabbos park your car, etc., etc. So it just allows for a lot, of, a lot more people who love him to actually come and listen to him, in addition to the fact that it's really opening night. You know, it's, uh, this is our Cantor's tax season, and <laughs> this, is, this is the biggest night of the year. <laughs> That's true. Uh, will, will the uh, critics be in the audience if it's opening night? <laughs> oh, absolutely. There's no service, there's no dominating where the critics are not in the audience, reminding us of who's better and who's worse and who's great and who's a little less great. All right, now the, the choir will be in full swing, correct? Yes. All right. Yes. That's Maestro Russell Gare in the choir. They'll be there that night, and I assume you've heard some of the rehearsals already. I have the rehearsals last night, and they were just beautiful. We try every year to add a little bit the repertoire. Obviously, for some reasons, we're not allowed to add to the dominant or take away, <laughs> but we we can try and enhance it. So. For example, like if last year he did a piece from Rosenblatt, this year he'll do from Kosovitsky. Right. And so there will be a lot of variation. And we have a very special edition this year, which I'm announcing on your show, yeah. which is we have a, a child that, um, that is nine years old, has a stunning voice. And will be a surprise at two parts in the Domini. I can't tell you which part. It means you have to show right at the beginning at Ashray. Uh, but it's, uh, it will be a very great addition to the Domini this year. And uh, meaning as a soloist. Correct, as a soloist for two of the pieces. Mm, interesting. Hmm, I'll tell you. Uh, what's the list? I, I don't have it in front of me, but I know that, uh, that again, as you've done every year, you've designated three pieces 
um, that are going to be highlighted during the evening, or I guess three pieces that, that have not been highlighted before, correct? Correct, correct. The, the most famous of them is, comes right towards the end of Slichas, which is Anenu. That is synonymous with the great Chazan Moshe Kosevitsky. Right. And uh, so that really is the highlight that people wait for. In fact, I was talking to Kanta Elfgott last night, and he said to me, well, what do you think if I leave it out? I said to him, if you leave it out, you'll have a riot. <laughs> because, you know, people come for that. So, so we do that. There will be Ashrei, a highlight, Shmakolenu from Hirschman. There's really some very special pieces that Mevinim of Chazanas will really love. Wow. I'll tell you. Uh, Rabbi Schneier begins at 9. Kent Mayor Health God, Maestro Russell Gare in the Parky Synagogue Choir at 10.30. Uh, you can go online, parkysynagogue.org. When you said uh, make your reservations, that's what you meant, right? Online on the website? Correct, on the website, yeah. org, and according to Cantor Benny Rogoznitsky, uh, very few seats remain. He used the number 50. Very few seats remain. Everybody out there, if you want to hop on and be part of this Licha service, which is always jam-packed, uh, you got to do so uh, ASAP. It's as simple as that. Uh, so, again, 9 o'clock, the program begins, and at 10.30, Cantor Yitzchuk, Mayor Helfgott. Is, is he in rare form, Cantor Benny? Is he at the top of his game? You know, until he starts on Matzi Shabbos, you actually never know. But since I'm, but since, since I'm his good friend, I will tell you that I am absolutely sure that he will hit it out the park, as they say. Yeah, he is pretty amazing, i got to tell you. And people would really appreciate how much practice and training and, 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 uh, and uh, preparation he takes for something like this, right? Yes, it's very true. I, th- I don't think people uh, understand how much goes into this. You know, they see it. He walks in 1030. He says, Ashray, okay, he just showed up. <laughs> right. but the, the reality is we're, we're talking about several weeks of rehearsals back and forth with the choir, and it will really be a very, very special night, both spiritually and musically. Hey, you have choir members who've been in the choir for how long? you have any idea, like the longest-running member, how long they've been doing this? So I think the longest member is about 20 years, which predates the wow. Hazen Health Guide. It goes right. back to Hazen Geffen and Ari Klein, who were here before. Right. So they've really held this tradition for a very long time. Unbelievable. All right, enjoy. I know you will. Uh, you'll see a lot of our listeners send regards, and uh, it's going to be incredible. It is always a big hit, and you know that the next morning there's always some YouTube videos. That, <laughs> that were, that's another thing, by the way, about Slichas. You can actually post some YouTube videos when it comes to Slichas, which you normally cannot do when it comes to what a chazan does. Right, not just the YouTube videos, but the reviews on the videos as well. <laughs> <laughs> that's also true. It's unbelievable. We're laughing only because it's unbelievable to the degree that everybody out there takes this. It's just, it, it's incredible. And thank God, thank God that this is what people are obsessed with, with Chazanus right. and with Davening, Baruch Hashem. Kanter Benny, Ashikoch to you. Shana Tavau Metuka. Thank you. A good Ben short to you and all the listeners. A pleasure. There you have it. <laughs> it's going to be incredible, as it always is. Here he is, Kanter Yitzchak, Mayor Health God at JM in the A.
Chazen Yitzchak, Mayor Health, got on a jam in the AM Thursday morning, and of course, Parky Synagogue this coming Saturday night. Don't forget, tomorrow is our weekly update, Malcolm Homeline weekly update, seven forty tomorrow morning. All the latest regarding Israel and the Jewish world happens tomorrow, seven forty Eastern time, right here at JM in the AM. Hey, David Lowy is with us live via telephone from Israel. David Lowy is out with a brand new album. We get an opportunity to speak with him. The album is called Inspire. He'll be speaking with us from Israel next after we get a little sample of his brand new album. You're listening to the best place for brand new Jewish music, and that's, of course, JM in the AM.
David Lowy, he's with us live via telephone from Israel. The brand new album is entitled Inspired. David Lowy, welcome to JM in the AM. Shalom Aleichem, nothing. Pleasure to speak with you. Before we get into who David Lowy is, uh, tell us about that specific song. Whose uh, composition is that? So that is my composition, um, nice. as well as the uh, whole album pretty much. Baruch Hashem, I was able to compose it. Um, Udi Damari had... Uh, had teamed up with me to write the lyrics, and he also did the arrangements. Did you write for other artists before your solo career began? Did I what? Write, compose for other artists before your solo uh, career began? I did not, no. Interesting. And yet, you, on my own. and yet you go ahead and you're singing your own compositions. David Lowy is with us. All right, uh, tell us who David Lowy is. Uh, um, tell our audience a little bit about your uh, background and how you got to this point where you released a CD entitled Inspire. Okay, um, it's a pretty vague one. I don't know where to begin. <laughs> um, I'm originally from Staten Island. <laughs> originally from Staten Island, New York. Um, went to JEC for high school. Uh, came to Israel to learn at uh, Or Yushalayim. and then I learned at uh, Landers. Um, I received smicha there. Uh, we wanted to, my wife and I at that time wanted to pursue our dream of coming to Eretz Yisrael. We came to Eretz Yisrael. I learned in, uh, in a kollel, which trains people for kiros and outreach, um, under the guidance of Rav Yitzhak Berkowitz, wow. which was a major source of my inspiration and probably the major source for the inspiration for this album. And, um, yeah, I was also to be a Rebbe at Eshet Torah for a few years. So, um, I think that was already the, the makeup of where Inspire came from, all that inspiration of, of trying to send out a message to the, to the world, to the Mechazic people. Where does music in general um, uh, come in in the whole Kiruv process? I, I, I would suspect, if we just sit back and think about it for a minute, I would suspect that it, ha- it could have a major role in bringing people closer to their heritage. For sure. I, I believe that I, a huge part of my Yiddish guide and who I am and where I'm holding today is... is very much due to the Jewish music and what it's done for me and seeing what it's done for other people. I think it's a huge role. And um, if I'm Zohar to even have a small part of that, that's a tremendous thing. David Lowy's with us uh, from Israel. How long did it take to uh, put together this project? Um, it's funny. When, when people ask me about my first album, how long did it take? I said about 30 years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess it started from when I was born and all the uh, experiences that I've had throughout my life and training and music and different things. And it led up to the final production of the first album. So I guess this album took 30-plus years. Uh, it, was, it was actually in the works uh, about a year and a half. People don't realize just how painstaking a process it is and how long it takes. No, for sure not. Uh, you have a selection here, Nigun Mashiach. Tell us about it. So Nigun Mashiach actually is, um, is probably making the most uh, noise out of all the songs. You know, people always ask me, what's my favorite song? Um, I have such a hard time saying that. I feel like each one of my songs is, is almost like a child. You know, how can you have a favorite child? And each one you relate to differently, each one you put so much into. Um, but seemingly, people are relating to Nigga Mashiach a lot. Um, it has a very powerful message, a very amazing, upbeat uh, feel to it, a new sound. And, um, yeah, it's about Mashiach. It's about a Nigan, a Nigan for hope. And um, I got new arrangers on it, which was the whole story, how I found these arrangers. Um, they go by the name Robot Jocks, which you won't <laughs> see anywhere else, really. <laughs> and um, it basically was such a shtacha process how I came about them. When I was working on this album, I was looking for like a new sound, a new something, and I was reaching out to different people, and once somehow just one random 
person led to another person, and somebody suggested I speak to somebody by the name of Elon Cohen, who was actually involved in, in secular music before he became from, and he has a tremendous amount of experience and knowledge in music. He recommended these people that I work with, and it was it was a hit. It's it, uh, an amazing shidduch that we made, and they made the song great. So song I'm, is, I'm very happy about it. song is called Nigun Mashiach. It's off of David Lowy's brand new album, which is called Inspire, and you're listening to JM in the AM.
David Lowy is with us, a song he calls uh, Nigun Mashiach at uh, JM in the AM. He's with us live from Israel. So we explore the brand new album entitled Inspire. Um, uh, David Lowy, yeah, the brand new album is Inspire. I want to make sure I had that correct. Uh, I assume it's available everywhere at this point? It is. Actually, it's funny that it only is becoming available in Eretz right now. It took a little extra time for some reason. Huh. But um, it's it's available, yeah, it's been available almost uh, for three weeks now, four weeks. And are you doing live performances? Is that part of your repertoire or not? I do, I do. Um, especially in Eretz I do gigs here, bar mitzvahs, weddings, etc., and in Chutzlark, if somebody's willing to fly me in, I'm very happy to come as well. <laughs> there you go. All right, tell us about the uh, selection entitled Together. Together. Okay, it's another, it's really another one that's very special and dear to my heart. Um, features the famous Israeli singer, Aaron Rizal, um, which was just so special for me to have him on the on the album. Um, actually, I'm very, very close with his brother, Yonatan. We learned together in Yeshiva. They're both Aaron amazing. They're, they're both amazing yeah, people. They're both they're both amazing, and I spoke to him, and he also recommended that I use um, his brother Arn for the song, and it was it was amazing. I had to speak to his manager. His manager heard the song right away, and he said, "We love the song. We love the message. We want to be a part of this." Um, it's called together because that's what it's about. It's about unity in Kali Israel, and um, I don't think we could hear about it enough. How much we need it, and um, Miriam Israeli wrote the lyrics. Um, mm-hmm. By the way, just as, as as a general thing for this whole album, there's a lot of lyrics lyricists that work with me. Um, tremendous talent, Miriam Israeli, someone by the name of Haile Newhouse, who put out an album called Mir- Miracles with David Perlman. Um, I was featured on that album also, that's how we met. And um, a tremendous, it was a tremendous project with, with the lyrics and the messages. But together was, was a masterpiece by Miriam Israeli, who wrote the lyrics. And um, it has this back and forth between Hebrew and English. And the song is about two Jews, basically, trying to get together and the idea was to have like one sing in Hebrew and one sing in English and show that like even though they're different, but they're trying to make a connection. And then the song changes and actually then I sing in Hebrew and he sings in English. And the chorus is like this back and forth between Hebrew and English trying to show that there's this like mesh between, you know, two Jews trying to get together. And um, that's really what the song is, a very powerful song. And Baruch Hashem, it's also making a lot of, a lot of getting great feedback from it. David Lowy, the brand new album is Inspire. Here's the song he's referring to. It's called Together at JM in the AM. Hello, my friend. It's time to renew our connection. You know, my friend, we're really other's reflection You mirror my soul and I feel the beat of your heart We're part of a whole So why are we keeping apart? Shalom
together we David Lowy with us. Song is called "Together." That duet really works well. You must have been really happy with the yeah. way that came out, boy. Perfect, yeah. It's really, really nice. I forgot to mention it was arranged by Jeff Harvich, uh, the legend. Yeah, he's amazing. Um, did a great job. Uh, JM and the AM, 12 minutes before the hour. David Lowy's with us. A brand new album is called Inspire. We'll wrap up with the title track in just a moment. Uh, it's available everywhere, as uh, David mentioned. Features some uh, amazing people. You mentioned earlier that uh, you were responsible for the first composition we asked you about. Are, are all these yours? So um, 95% are mine. There's one song, Kim Hayenu, which was composed by um, a friend of mine, Shalom Markman. Hmm. Um, he composed most of the song. I added a little bit of it to a little bit to it, but um, the rest, yeah, the rest were mine. Baruch Hashem. Sounds like you took this project very seriously. Yeah, it was uh, produced. Composed songs, yeah, it was a lot of work, but uh, Baruch Hashem somehow added the Shemaya pulled through and finished it. Information, like information, follow-up, bookings, etc. How do people reach David Lowy? Um, it's on my album, Music at gmail.com. I have a website, com. There you go, easy enough. 
Tell us about the title track, Inspire. You started telling us a little bit about this in terms of naming the album Inspire, and for the reasons you did, tell us about this song specifically. Um, so, yeah, Inspire is, well, the name is really what I feel the whole album's about. That's why I felt it was just the title track for the album. Um, it's really all about inspiring messages, trying to spread that message. And um, the song itself is, um, I guess, uh, a message that was very, very dear to my heart. Um, I wrote it at the time when I was teaching at Isha Torah, where it's just such an inspirational environment. You're there across from the Kotel, you're teaching people who are thirsty and yearning for, for meaning in life. And um, if anything, I felt that I was more inspired than them by just seeing their thirst and how they, they swallow up every word of, of Torah and, and meaning that you give to them. Wow. I would walk, I would come home and tell my wife, I think I'm more inspired than my students and my them <laughs> just from teaching them. And really the song itself says that, how you, know, you reach out to, to your brother and you're trying to inspire him, but really you're inspiring yourself. And um, that's really what the song is about. And, and I think that um, you know, we're times of, of Mashiach now. We need, a, we need to reach out to others and, and inspire them. People are thirsty for it. People want it. And really, it's for ourselves more than anything else that we'll be inspired. We'll be mechazik us and how we're serving Hashem. David Lowy, look him up in Jerusalem. The brand new CD is entitled Inspired. The title track will wrap up our conversation. David, we take this opportunity we wish you a very happy, healthy, sweet new year and continued good luck. It's it seems like the first few weeks of this album have been very successful ones. Baruch Hashem, yeah, the feedback has been tremendous, very meaningful feedback. I'm Baruch Hashem, I'm very very happy so far. David Lowy, Inspire, we thank him on this Thursday morning at JM in the AM. Seems the ponytail, they tell a story outwardly, a mere disguise of something pure that's closely concealed, soon ready to be recognized. There's so much more just beyond that image, deeper than the eye can see. There's a vision of untapped potential.
J.M. in the A.M. There he is, David Lowy. I thank him. Five minutes before 9 o'clock. So we start to uh, close out a J.M. in the A.M. for this uh, Thursday morning. Tomorrow, weekly update, of course. Malcolm Holmline will join us starting at 7.40 Eastern Time. Make sure to join us for the weekly update tomorrow morning here at J.M. in the A.M. Today's an amazing day on our stream all day long at jmnam.org and on the NSN app. Today's one of those days which will be emblematic as to why um, our expansion, um, once our big transition takes place, and the expansion of JMNAM is going to be so vital and important. Um, Charlie Harari follows JMNAM in just five minutes from now on the topic of structure, habits, and real change on a program including... On a program entitled Unlocking Greatness. Michael Fragan at 9.30 with Spin Class featuring a close look at the political scene out there. 10 a.m. for Jew in the City Speaks. Lipa is Allison Joseph's guest today, which will be very cool. On that's Life, we'll have an opportunity with Miriam L. Wallach to speak more about our big JMNAM announcement. And on the Thursday Live Lunch, take some of your uh, comments and questions regarding it. Uh, so make sure to be tuned in all day long. And at 3.30 today, Prime Minister Netanyahu is scheduled to speak, and we will be carrying it. Um, on jmnam.org and the NSN apps. You'll be able to hear it and then hear our comments afterwards, which usually includes a list of the lines we like the most during the speech. So that's what's uh, going on. I hope you'll be with us all day long. It will be wonderful to uh, speak with you um, post 9 a.m. during the different times of our schedule today. Wrapping things up on a, uh, a Thursday morning broadcast with Schlockrock from a Shabbat in Liverpool at JM in the AM. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Friend and listeners, sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Brockham County at 91.9 in the FM Dial Broadcasting Live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmnam.org, and of course, on the NSN app.
wraps up a Thursday for us at JMNAM. Don't forget, great programming all day long on the stream at jmnam.org on the NSN app. Stay with us, including for the uh, speech of Prime Minister Netanyahu that we hope to have for you at 3.30 Eastern Time later today. Um, tomorrow, weekly update with Malcolm Holmline starts at about 7.40 Eastern Time. Make sure to be tuned in for that. And, of course, everything else as we close out the week. Have a fabulous Thursday. See you at the big game tonight at MCU Park. Israel versus Great Britain. Go Israel. Until uh, tomorrow, Malcolm Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future. <laughs>